Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Today is Wednesday, October 13th, 2021, and here are three things you need to know to be smart today. Good news for today, the red wave is officially here. The GOP has flipped an Iowa House state seat that has been held by Democrats for generations. Now, the Republicans are marching into 2022, and we break down all of the polls and data to show you the red wave is about to turn into a tsunami. Speaking of winning, vaccine mandates are crumbling across the nation. A New York judge grants injunction against vaccine mandates for healthcare workers. Texas and Florida take action, and even priests are getting in. Involved, we'll get you all the details. And all the prayer in the world won't save Christmas this year as supply chain crises hit the U.S. Multiple crises on multiple fronts, empty shelves everywhere. And it's not going to return to normal as the globe braces for global economic cratering. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, the red wave is here and it's looking like a tsunami across the country. Dark blue districts are flipping red. The most recent flip was last night in Iowa, my home state. Iowa was where I was raised. I know this district very well, very working class district. This is a sign of the times for Democrats. Let's review really fast. Democrats have lost a special election in dark blue Connecticut for the state Senate. They've lost special elections on the Rio Grande Valley in McAllen, Texas, in a city that has 80% Latino voting population, voted for a Republican mayor for their city in the calamitous Joe Biden administration for Democrats. And now inside of a working class union, hard scrabble, Iowa County of Newton, Iowa, it has now gone red and not by a little, by a lot. Let's read from The Hill. GOP flips Iowa house seat, thehill.com. A pastor and tax advisor, well, I I'd like to know a guy like that. That sounds like a very, very handy person to have. Uh, You can submit your taxes and then pray that they get accepted and you don't get audited. Really wonderful. Uh, This man has now become the new Republican representative from Newton, Iowa, the first Republican in decades to represent the seat in a special election Tuesday held to fill a vacancy that was once an ancestrally Democrat manufacturing hub. It's moved to the right. That's right. John Dunwell is his name, and he's making his second run for the legislative seat. Now he has won. He beat out Democratic opponent Steve Mullen by a 60 to 40 percent margin. About one in five voters in the Jasper County based seat turned out to vote, according to the county auditor's office. Dunwell is the second Republican to win in a formerly Democratic-held legislative seat since President Biden took office. Republican won in the state Senate in Connecticut over the summer. Jasper County gave former President Trump 60% of the vote in 2020, the highest share any Republican has earned since Herbert Hoover. That's very interesting. Herbert Hoover's from Iowa, right? So uh, they are going to be voting for Herbert Hoover in Iowa. That was in 1928. This is incredible. This is 
60% voting for the Republican in this Democrat stronghold. 60% of the vote. 60 to 40 was the margin. That is a clobbering. That is a sweep. That is a dark blue to blood red crushing of the Democrats in this county. Says some very bad things for Democrats abroad. Let's keep reading. Obama carried the seat by 56% of the vote. That's right, 56% of this voted for Obama in 2012. That's how quickly things have changed. Newton is a manufacturing hub in Iowa. It's where the Maytag plant was located. It closed in 2007. Maytag was a massive company there. They make appliances, dishwashers, uh, laundry machines, washers, dryers. Uh, And Maytag was a massive employer. They closed that down and shipped those jobs right to Mexico, just like hundreds of thousands, millions of other jobs in our country because of NAFTA, because of stupid trade agreements signed by our betters, they call themselves. Yeah, these people. They're globalists. They want to see the middle class hollowed out. They want to see our industrial class hollowed out. And now it's hard to find anyone who makes anything in America any longer. Donald Trump was the reverse of those policies, bringing manufacturing back to America. Obviously, Joe Biden and Barack Obama both say, ship them out, ship them out. Well, Joe Biden and Barack Obama are going to be outsourcing their majorities, and they have uh, outsourced thousands of Democratic seats. In Obama's tenure, reading here from Fox News, in Obama's tenure, almost 1,200 elected Democrats lost their seats. Looks like Joe Biden is going to be following in his predecessor's footsteps in that regard as well as Democrats just collapse around the country. 1,200 Elected Democrats, over a thousand elected Democrats lost their seats in the Biden two terms as president. I'm sorry, in the Obama two terms as president. And Biden is following step because Biden is far more radical. Biden is proposing things far less popular than Barack Obama. Barack Obama never in his tumultuous, certainly, and uh, semi-catastrophic presidency, if you look at it from the vantage point of the DNC, losing thousands of elected Democrat seats and creating Republican majorities in states that used to be purple, like Iowa. Iowa was a purple state when I was growing up there, voted for Al Gore, right? Iowa was a purple state, voted for Barack Obama, right? Well, not anymore. Iowa is voting for Donald Trump by nearly 10 percentage points, has Three out of four seats that are Republican in Congress. That will probably be four out of four seats. Two Republican senators. Iowa has now become dark, dark red. This is a trend across the nation as places that used to be dark blue flip into dark red. The Rio Grande Valley is a perfect example of that. The Rio Grande Valley elected one of its largest cities, McAllen, Texas, which is being overrun by COVID-positive illegal immigrants. Uh, The state... Uh, the town has actually created a state of emergency because there are so many COVID-positive illegal migrants in the state. They had to create quarantine centers, horrific stuff, stuff out of a movie, uh, and the illegal migration, and we're going to get to that later on in the show, that the Obama-Biden, I, I think you can call it the Obama-Biden. I mean, honestly, I think you can call it the Obama-Biden administration. Uh, that's what Nancy Pelosi calls it. And it's what uh, announcers on C-SPAN call it. They called it the Obama-Biden administration last week as they were doing press conferences and calling the congressional baseball game. 
Uh, that's exactly what it is. In, in fact, Barack Obama gave a gave an interview saying that his dream would be to have a third term where he doesn't have to be president and he can just pull the strings behind the scenes. That is what everybody is saying is going on right now. And it's, it's what they're saying out loud. I and mean, it's what Nancy Pelosi says out loud. Anyhow, it seems like all of those traditions are going to be followed. The, uh, the act of losing enormous numbers of seats in your majorities is a uh, Obama special. And that's going to happen with uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden here is facing the lowest approval rating of any president since George W. Bush at the very end of his term, according to Rasmussen. 20% of the nation approve of what Joe Biden is doing. Gosh, it's so brutal. That's the lowest on record since George W. Bush over a decade ago. That is not good. Joe Biden's doing it in nuclear time, doing it in fast time, nine months in, and Joe Biden is already as unpopular as George W. Bush at the very end of his presidency, two wars, the Patriot Act, the gutting of the Republican Party. And he's following in the legislative footsteps of Barack Obama. So not great, not a great look. Even the corporate media is saying, hey guys, uh, this administration is a disaster. Listen to how Jen Psaki got uh, peppered with birdshot uh, yesterday at the White House. Challenges facing the White House right now, not just getting Democrats united on the president's domestic agenda, but also skyrocketing gas prices, a bad jobs report last week. You've seen several issues, and including the president's poll numbers seem to be reflecting that. So how is he viewing all of these challenges that are facing the White House right now? Well, he, one, has an incredible team that's working on all of these issues at one time. Uh, and uh, his view is his responsibilities to continue to uh, forge ahead every day and to work to address the challenges the American people are facing. Boy, that is a corporate media reporter saying, hey, your administration's in the flaming trash bin, Jen Psaki. What are you doing about it? And Jen Psaki's, these people... They, they're. It's like they're all in an. It's like they're all in a NASA video from Kamala Harris. Uh, they're all at the space station right now. They're all in La La Land. And Jen Psaki's like, our administration is great, and you're not great. Okay, it's 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 our administration. It's like so wonderful, and why aren't you wonderful? Okay, like everyone's doing a great job, and we're just gonna like get through it. Okay, all right. That's that's what's going on. It doesn't matter that everyone's losing their jobs and your dollar is worthless and inflation and invasion at the border. And, uh, China takes Taiwan. Uh, COVID affecting everyone. A worse COVID death rate than uh, Trump. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> and we're doing great. Have you seen that my hair matches my outfit today? <laughs> That's my Jen Psaki impression. I'm working on it. I'm working on it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, something that I'm also working on is my appetite. Every day I go downstairs and I say to my wife who is pregnant right now and has some major food aversions, honey, what is there to eat in this household? She has a very picky diet right now. She has our second child that is uh, causing quite a bit of, uh, dietary restrictions in our household. Anyone who's been pregnant or lived with someone who's pregnant knows this. That is why this show is so proud to partner with Good Ranchers. It is so wonderful to go downstairs and know that I can pop open my fridge or my freezer and know that there is a juicy, delicious piece of meat waiting for me. I don't have to worry about my wife's food aversions. I can say, hey, I'm going to eat great tonight. I'm going to eat like a king. I'm going to eat like an American because Good Ranchers has shipped directly to my door 100% American beef 
box of meat. It's beautiful, but it's not just beef. It's chicken. It's marinated chicken, delicious stuff. We had fajitas the other night. One of the things that my wife can do is eat chicken. Boy, oh boy, these food aversions, insane. Don't bring an onion around uh, Nurse Kate right now. But you have a wonderful system here with Good Ranchers where I don't have to worry about what she wasn't feeling at the grocery store. I can go down, crack open my freezer, and know that there's going to be a delicious piece of meat there waiting for me. GoodRanchers.com. GoodRanchers.com. Go there right now and use the code Benny and get $20 off your shipment and free shipping, express shipping, right to your door, delivered to you 100% American meat, supporting American farmers and ranchers and workers, something the Biden administration clearly doesn't do. GoodRanchers.com backslash Benny, code Benny at checkout, save you a bundle of money, you'll eat like an American. All right, well, it sounds like people will start living like Americans again in this country thanks to a cascade of incredible rulings and executive orders in states, freedom states, the firewall for our freedom movement, red states, thank God that they exist. Is there anything that conservatives control any longer? Certainly not the judiciary, not the executive or the legislative, certainly not our law enforcement agencies. Our military has gone woke. Obviously, Hollywood and the entertainment industry was lost decades ago. Not a great job, frankly, of keeping the culture war on the side of the right. What happened since the 1950s and 60s? A great question for our country. We need a reformation in this nation. We certainly do. But hey, listen, it's got to start somewhere. And the firewall right now is red states, okay? I'm sorry to say it, but the only thing that we have left are red states inside of our laboratory of democracy. Thank God we still have federalism. Thank God for red states pushing back the true only and last preserve of freedom are red states, and that is why it's so important to fight aggressively and offensively inside of red states. I live inside of a red state, and you are starting to see small uh, and, and, and wonderful victories inside of these laboratories of democracy and in some surprising places, quite frankly. New York uh, being the first state that we're going to talk about today when it comes to illegal and unconstitutional vaccine mandates uh, for our workers. Uh, New York has now banned, effectively, vaccine mandates. That's right. And they've banned them because fetal tissue and aborted fetuses were used inside of the vaccine development. A judge has said that religious exemptions are real and religious exemptions are correct when it comes to letting people out of the mandate and allowing them to live their lives. What a beautiful, beautiful ruling came down last night. Let's read. Uh, from ABC New York 7, local news. I always like reading local news. A federal judge in Utica, a city in large city in uh, New York, sided Tuesday with 17 healthcare workers who object with the New York State's vaccine mandate for health workers on religious grounds, granting their request for an injunction that stops the state from enforcing the policy of those who claim religious-based objection. There is no adequate explanation for the defendants as to why this reasonable accommodation must be extended to a medically exempt healthcare worker under 261. 261 is the um, uh, the order that says that there is a, the executive order that says that there is a vaccine mandate and you must be vaccinated to work in the state of New York, specifically in the healthcare industry. 
Uh, so 621 could not similarly be extended to healthcare workers with sincere religious objection, Judge David Hurd wrote. Hurd's preliminary injunction means New York will continue to be barred from enforcing any requirement that employers that deny religious exemption. Let's do that again. New York will continue to be barred from enforcing any requirement that employers deny religious exemptions. Unlike other judges who have heard similar cases about vaccine mandates, Judge Hurd concluded the public interest lies in enforcing the guarantees enshrined in the Constitution and the federal anti-discrimination law, and not the wider public health. So what has been happening now is leftist judges, liberal judges, and stupid judges, lazy judges, have essentially ruled, hey, it's public health. This, uh, you know, we're going to, we're not going to, we're we're going to essentially trample over your rights because of public health. Much like the Patriot Act just essentially tramples over your civil rights and your rights to privacy because, you know, safety, right? Should have never happened, should have never been allowed, but here we are. And it is a beautiful thing to see a judge come down on anti-discrimination grounds saying, effectively, this is discriminating against people because of legitimate religious concerns with the development of the vaccines. I'll continue to read from the article, ABC News 7, New York. The questions presented in the case is not whether the plaintiffs and other individuals are entitled to religious exemption— from the state's vaccine requirement. Instead, the question is whether the state, this is the judge, uh, the judge's ruling I'm reading, the state's summary imposition of 261 conflicts with the plaintiffs and other individuals' federally protected right to seek a religious exemption from the individual employers. The, an- the, the answer to this question is clearly yes. Plaintiffs have established that 621 conflicts with longstanding federal protections for religious beliefs and that they and others will suffer irreparable harm in the absence of injunctive reliefs. The plaintiff says that they cannot consent to be inoculated with vaccines that were tested and developed and produced with fetal cell lines delivered from procedured abortions. That's right. We had uh, that revelation just last week in Project Veritas's Pfizer revelations, where Pfizer employees said, yes, fetal cell lines were derived uh, uh, from abortions, and were used for the COVID-19 vaccine development. I work at a pharmaceutical company. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Um, I just believe in research and science. Well, in this database, you came across a chain of emails discussing fetal tissue and the COVID vaccine. Vanessa Gelman, who works in Washington, D.C., is senior director of Worldwide Research. The question came up as an inquiry to our MedInfo group. They're asking, quote, did Pfizer make use of a cell line from an aborted fetus? They want you to leave out the highlighted part, which is the one or more cell lines with an origin that can be traced back to human fetal tissue has been used in laboratory tests associated with the vaccine program. And here that is the true and real investigative reporting from the Pfizer vaccine by Project Veritas. It's horrific stuff. And it does indeed include a large number of religious people and pro-life people who do not want to use items that go against their religious beliefs. That includes many Jewish people, uh, people who follow Islam, and people who are Christians. That includes, of course, Catholics who make it a tenet of their faith to not use abortion derivatives in their life. This is very very firm teaching in the Catholic Church. In fact, many bishops in this country are trying to deny sacraments to Joe Biden and to Nancy Pelosi and are pretty pretty bull, bull, bullish on that. So you have a major issue here, and it is real. It's not made up. It is real. And this judge is ruling correctly, saying, hey, 
We cannot force something on people that goes against their religious beliefs. We have a long-standing tradition in this country of religious freedom. It's right up there pinned at the very top of our Bill of Rights. It says you're going to be free to practice your religion, and we're not going to make laws that force you to go against those beliefs that you have in your heart and in your soul, beliefs between you and God. That relationship is still very strong in this country. It's obviously how our founding documents were written. The relationship between man and God was essential to the founding of this country, and it is how this judge has ruled. It's an incredible ruling. It is a wonderful ruling. It is a bright, shining light right now in the darkness. And uh, non-discrimination grounds, that's exactly how that's exactly how these rulings should come down. You are, in fact, discriminating not only against the unvaccinated, but against people's own religious choice. And it must be protected. Coming up, we're going to show you a story from Florida that is the exact opposite of what's happening in New York, a county in Florida that said, screw you to Ron DeSantis and decided to impose vaccine mandates and fire people. Oh man, they are going to pay and it is going to hurt. Wait till you hear the number that Ron DeSantis is fining this Florida county. But first, if you want to talk about a monster amount of money, boy, have you looked at the stock market recently, you could lose everything, or you could gain everything. It's all over the place. It's a rocket ship one day and it is cratering back to earth the next. But if you choose right over time, you're going to pick the one stock that's going to change your life forever. My friend Tika Tuwari, editor of the independent financial firm Palm Beach Research Group, created a newsletter exclusively for you, where he's able to share the number one investment picks, not of the decade once, but of the decade twice. That's right. Tika Tuwari has been right in 2003 and 2016 when he picked Apple and Bitcoin, respectively, to be the standout stocks. And boy, he changed a ton of lives forever. Now he's revealing his pick for the number one investment this decade in all his time as a Wall Street executive. And in more than three decades of finance, he has never been convinced more of an investment's potential as he is with this. It's a little understood technology that could top Apple and Bitcoin combined. To find out the whole story, go to nextcryptowave.com, nextcryptowave.com. All right. Well, not even the best picks of the stock market could save this Florida county from the bill that is due for violating the vaccine mandate by Ron DeSantis or lack thereof. In Florida, it is illegal to have vaccine mandates. You cannot discriminate against your vaccine status against COVID-19. Coercion is just totally wrong as Ron DeSantis says, take it away. So I think the coercion is just totally wrong. I think it's destroying trust in public health to the extent that there was still trust left over after what, all the stuff that's been done. But I think it's really, really negative, And I think you're going to end up uh, driving people away. This has been the stance of Ron DeSantis for many months. He has signed legislation banning vaccine mandates. He has signed executive orders banning discrimination against people for their vaccine status, and he is holding firm to that. He is now fining a county in Florida $3.5 million for violating his vaccine mandate ban. Reading to you from foxnews.com. The Florida Department of Health issued its first fine to a county that allegedly violated the state's ban on vaccine mandates, the department announced this week. 
Leon County, which includes the capital of Tallahassee, where Ron DeSantis works, balked at the $3.5 million fine, claiming its vaccination requirements and subsequent firing of 14 employees were legal and accused DeSantis of being political. The governor's position in this instance, unfortunately, appears to be less of a public health strategy and more about a political strategy, says Leon County Administrator Vincent Long. DeSantis said Tuesday no one should lose their jobs because of COVID shots and announcing uh, the fine on Twitter, we must protect the jobs of Floridians and preserve the ability for Floridians to make their own decisions regarding what shots to take. That's precisely right. The state said the the county had violated Florida's vaccine passport law, which prohibits businesses and governments from requiring people to show proof of COVID-19 vaccination. It is unacceptable that Leon County violated Florida law, infringed on the current and former employees' medical privacy, fired local public servants uh, because of their personal health decisions. That's right. That's medical tyranny. This uh, statement from the governor's office. Governor DeSantis will continue fighting Floridians for Floridians' rights, and the Florida Department of Health will continue to enforce the law. That's right, because we live in a freedom state. We live in Florida now. I moved my family from a blue state to a red state. And it is fast becoming the best decision we have ever made. I got to tell you, it is so wonderful in Florida. It is so amazing to go outside and breathe the fresh, delicious air of freedom. To walk around without a mask. And to know with 100% assurity that your decisions and autonomy over your own body are protected by law. And indeed, that you have champions in the governor's office who are willing to drop the hammer on people that wish to take away those freedoms. It's very simple, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not anti-vaccine at all. I am pro-vaccine. In fact, I married a healthcare professional, 10-year healthcare professional ICU nurse. Trust me, this family knows its medicine. My family respects and uh, practices smart health decisions. We do so because my wife is incredibly smart and accomplished in the medical profession. It's very wonderful to have a wife who is a nurse. Let me tell you, I am anti-vaccine mandates, not anti-vaccine. I am anti-the government shoving medicine you don't want or medicine that violates your religious conscience down your throat. It's un-American, it's evil, it's wrong. And it also does not account for the reality, which is this. People have varying degrees of health and everyone is unique. It's amazing. My wife worked at Paralyzed Veterans of America uh, and it is remarkable exactly how diverse the range is for people's health. Stop treating people like they're all the same. There are some people who literally physically cannot take this vaccine. No religious exemption. They actually just cannot take it. They're not in a group of people that are allowed to take it. They need medical exemptions. You need exemptions for natural immunity if you already have the antibodies. There can be very bad side effects if you have already had COVID and then you take the vaccine. That has been reported. Scientific studies have found that. These side effects can be more severe. So yes, please, you must acknowledge that human beings are on a spectrum, a huge scale of diversity when it comes to our health and people have varying health needs. And ultimately, they also just have the right to say no. We live in a free country. You should just say no to medicine you don't want. If that's your own private decision, you owe nobody an explanation 
for your own private health decisions. It's insanity. It's insanity what's happening right now. Uh, Someone who, who knows this is Greg Abbott, who moved this week after the strikes and the upheaval in Southwest Airlines. Southwest Airlines, of course, canceled thousands of flights due in part to work shortages, due in part to the vaccine mandate. We know this. It has been reported. And we have spoken with the pilots themselves. We're going to be speaking with one of those pilots later on in the week. Uh, This is happening across the country, work shortages due to these mandates. It's a real thing. And in Texas, they took a strong action against it. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, to his great credit, immediately signed a vaccine mandate ban. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is himself uh, paralyzed, and no one would know better the unique and often complicated situations uh, uh, that people find themselves in medically. So it's wonderful to see people like Greg Abbott fighting back. He knows what medical freedom is and how important it is for people, medical and bodily autonomy. So Texas and Florida, the bulwark against this medical tyranny, the hordes of the communists at our doors trying to rip from us our last liberties We must continue to fight. It's a wonderful thing to see the fighters inside of Texas, inside of Florida, and some of these judges who are rightfully ruling in favor of the religious exemptions and just anti-discrimination. It is discriminatory. It's awful to see what is happening to people like Kyrie Irving, who is a standout National Basketball Association star, an NBA star in Brooklyn. He's not able to play because he doesn't have the vaccine. What insanity. How much is this guy getting paid? How much does the team lose every single day in order to make this modern-day discrimination happen? Kyrie Irving is black. New York is uh, uh, allegedly a progressive city. Well, the progressives and Democrats often enjoyed racial segregation and discrimination uh, throughout the better part of the last century, and it looks like they're back at it again. Kyrie Irving, the latest uh, victim here, and of course, you have 20-some-odd percent of the black and African-American populations of New York vaccinated. That means de facto discrimination when it comes to the vaccine passport system inside of Manhattan. Right now, the number one most discriminatory city in America. All right, well, one thing that will not discriminate uh, across this country is going to be supply chain shortages. Empty shelves will come for all of us. This is now the new normal, according to CNN. It is not going back to normal anytime soon. This is very bad. We've covered this on the show. We're going to keep covering it. You have to know what is coming. You have to be able to prepare. Guys, it's a little too late for Christmas right now. You got to expect that there are going to be flight shortages and there are going to be supply shortages. So stock up now. And that is what we are reading here in uh, the recent reports on Shortages across the country. Listen to this. America's bare shelves. Walmart and Costco limit toilet paper sales, while toy companies warn parents that their Christmas gifts won't arrive in time thanks to backlogs at ports, rail yards, and on the roads. Stores across America have empty shelves thanks to a series of supply chain problems that are prolonging inflation and could stretch into the new year with some retailers like Costco and Walmart limiting the amount of toilet paper in stores. That's right. 
in, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's like a headline you'd read from Venezuela a couple of years ago. And you were shocked to find, you were shocked. Wow, Venezuela's out of toilet paper. Wow, Venezuela's currency is inflating at an exorbitant percentage. Right now, the US dollar inflated 5% over the last month. Double digit inflation. Guys, we're headed there. 60 cargo ships are waiting to dock in California carrying hundreds of thousands of containers, maybe stuck for months in traffic jams after arrivals from China and Asia. Millions of dollars of American goods are sitting in warehouses in China awaiting shipment. The problem that has tormented business owners for months are now laid bare on American shoppers. The we are always the one. It is you and it is I who always bear the brunt of these idiotic policies from our political class. I blame both parties for this. The shoppers are confronted with poorly stocked or empty shelves and rising prices. It always gets passed on to us. When they tell you something is free, or when they tell you something is for your own good, or when they tell you a program costs zero dollars, you are the one who pays. It is always us. The past weekend, Costco and BJ's Wholesale Club were limiting the amount of toilet paper goods customers could buy in part in parts of Long Island. In Bellport, a town in southern Long Island, halfway between the Hamptons and New York cities, shoppers were limited to two bundles of toilet paper each. Rationing toilet paper. Breathtaking. The article goes on to say that uh, Joe Biden's job losses are really leading to a huge problem. 4.5 million people voluntarily left the workforce, the American workforce, in the month of August. Guys, this economy is getting gutted. It's crumbling. The Biden economy is crumbling. And all Joe Biden had to do was nothing, was just not do anything. Keep the border secure. Keep the Trump policies in place and the tax policies in place. But they can't help themselves, these people. These authoritarians, they cannot help themselves. The old tried, the richer, not paying anything in taxes. Breathtaking. The cost of shipping is reaching absorbent heights as a result of the kinks in a normally functioning system. Last month, the median average of shipping metal container from China to the West Coast soared tenfold from $2,000 to $20,000. Wow. Tenfold. Who do you think Who do you think is going to get that cost? Pass. Do, you, do you think the corporations are going to just like eat that? And they're going to just tell their shareholders and uh, the, publicly, the publicly traded uh, companies are just going to say, hey, sorry, guys, we made no profit this year? No. They're going to pass that on to you. Are your wages going up by tenfold? Well, if they're not going up by tenfold, well, then you just got poorer. That's how the system works. Grocery store shelves aren't going back to normal this year from CNN. Many of the country's biggest food makers are telling grocers that they will have limited quantities of numbers of products that you like. McCormick Gourmet Spices, Marie Callender's Pot Pies, all of these Sour Patch Kids, Ben and Jerry's, you're not going to be able to get them. You're not going to be able to get them because suppliers and shippers are not able to get them to you. The latest limits mean that the stores won't have all the things for customers heading into the holidays and shoppers may not be able to find some of their favorite products. Get ready. You're going to see huge empty store shelves. You're already starting to see it. There have been increases in prices for these supplies, 18% on beverages, 15% on frozen food, 16% on snacks, 15% on candy bars, 18% on baked items. Wow. And many of these items were out of stock IRL. You can go to your local grocery store and see that right now. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are facing a economic catastrophic crisis, the likes of which we have not seen in a generation. It is because of the stupid policies from our government, because of the stupid people in our government who assisted in the creation of COVID, certainly in the funding of the kind of reckless, diabolical Frankenstein monster style laboratory experiments that make pathogens and viruses more deadly. We have covered that on the show. All roads lead to your federal government being the bad guy here. All roads lead to your federal government shutting down our economy for no reason. All roads lead to your federal government creating poisonous and stupid policies that continue to keep us shut down. All roads lead to the Democrat-controlled Congress, House and Senate, and Democrat-controlled executive who continue to spend like drunken sailors as our dollar crumbles and inflates, as real wages start to decline, and as the middle class begin to get poorer. This is the world that they want. They want you poor, they want you stupid, they want you uninformed, and they want you helpless. It is why we must continue to fight. It's why we moved this show down to a red state. And it's why we are so happy to be able to bring you the real news and to bring you some positive news and good news. Hopefully, we'll see the Iowa house seat flips become massive trends. They already are trending. Very, very good for Republicans in winning the House and even in winning the Senate. The map is not great for Republicans in the Senate. But, hey, man, stranger things have happened. And with that, you could really check Joe Biden in his spending. It's an amazing thing to see exactly what can happen when the GOP takes over both the House and the Senate. You can stranglehold the Biden agenda. That Those are the chambers that control the spending in this country, and you could crush this Biden agenda overnight by not allowing another dime to go. Fourth, it would be a wonderful thing to see. We cheer for that, and we'll keep bringing you the good news and the three things you got to know today on The Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson. Thanks for listening.